Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah Harlebanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Kufmem Dalid, which will begin on Kufmem Gimel Amudet towards the bottom. We're going to start from the words Vehatnad. Uh, we left off last time in the middle of a proof. Uh, we not got a chance to finish the proof, and therefore we will go back over it today. The Gemara had said from a Brisa that the Machloka between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim regarding juice that has come out of fruits without being squeezed. In general, juice doesn't come out of fruit unless it's squeezed. However, if you pile a lot of fruit one on top of the other, if you have a pile of uh, 50 clusters of grapes one on top of the other, so the bottom one tends to get smushed, and if you have a plastic container that it's in, or a clay container that will contain the juice, on the bottom of a big, big crate of grapes will inevitably be some grape juice that came out unintentionally. And the same thing goes for pomegranates and all other juice-based fruits. The question between the Buda and the Hahamim is whether or not a person is allowed to eat that juice, to drink that juice. And we said that there's a machlok of Gerubida, when you have things that come out, the ochlin, if it's, if the, the, the fruit was set aside for table fruit, not to be sweet, then what comes out is mutar, and according to the Chachamim, regardless of what is set aside, it's Asur. That's for sure what's going on. Now, we had a Brita which clarifies it a bit more. And the Brita says, it's talking about Tutim. Now, Tutim is the middle level. The highest level is grapes and olives, which are always squeezed. Tutim and Uvrim are the middle level. And the bottom level is Shad Perot, other foods. And this Brita says, and if you have two teams, which are mulberries, okay, some people call them strawberries, we called them strawberries last time, uh, tut sadeh is a strawberry, a mulberry is a tall uh, tree, which uh, drops its bushes around June, drops its berries around June. Um, in all these cases, if they're for eating, then they're mutar, and if they're mashkin or stam, if they're set aside either for squeezing mulberries, or they're set aside stam without any particular reason, you didn't make any designation, then it's asur, according to the Buddha, and the Chachamim says it's always asur. Now, in this writer, we categorize the stam as asur, which means that of course, if you said if, if this, if the fruits are set aside for drinking, for squeezing and drinking, of course they are sewer. And of course, if I set aside them to table fruit, of course they're mutar according to Bida. But the middle category is what the machok is about. What if you didn't make any particular designation? You're doing it stam. Now, what's the halakha going to be in that situation? Says the 
Vistavar of Yuda, Stam Asur, does Yuda really hold that Stam is Asur? How can it be? We have a, we have a Mishnah, and in the Mishnah you're gonna see what, you're gonna see how there's a proof at the, way, all the way at the end. And at the end of the Mishnah we'll make the proof. So it says the Mishnah, So if a woman has her own, uh, breast milk and she's using it to feed her baby, whether the breast milk came out on its own or whether it came out because she expressed it, regardless, it's called the Latson as if she wants it out and so that's what she doesn't want out. Regardless, mitameh. It can make fruit tameh. We know that chalav is one of the seven liquids and if it goes on a freshly picked um, fruit, which is cannot get tameh, because a freshly picked fruit, which has not gotten wet, cannot become tameh. If the milk goes on this fruit, it can make it tameh. Now, when it comes to woman's milk, it's it can make it tameh regardless of whether the woman wanted the milk to come out or it just slipped out on its own, which sometimes happens. Now, chalab behemah if you have the milk of an animal, only if someone milks it, 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 it could make the fruit, except tumah, but not if it came out of the animal without anyone trying to do it. So it says, that's according to the Chachamim. Rabbi Kiva holds that both are going to be as should be as well. He said, it should be a Kavachomer. He says, the, the milk of a behemah, which everyone drinks, not just not just infants. Isn't it logical that it should be tamer regardless? Which means, why should how should it be that a woman's milk is stricter than animals' milk? After all, at, and and not and by woman's milk, all it always makes you asur, according to Chachamim, and by animal's milk, it sometimes makes you asur only when you want it. It can't be. Animal's milk is much more of a liquid than woman's milk, because after all, animal's milk, everyone drinks, and woman's milk, only babies drink. So Chachamim rejected it. We're still in the middle of the bracket, we didn't bring any proof yet. Amrullah told him, Im temecha vishad shilolatzon, shidam they say, don't connect it to who drinks it. Rather, connect it to blood. We know there's a rule in the, in the Gemara that that the blood, when it goes into the glands, turns into the milk. And since the blood turns into the milk, we have to look at the status of the blood of the being, in order to figure out whether the milk is going to be Tameh. So, if we go back to our story, how Tameh is the blood of a woman, and how Tameh is the blood of an animal. A woman's blood is always Tameh, even if she's taking the blood out without realizing it. Not just when she's taking the blood out with an injection. Even if she gets a cut, that makes it Tameh. Whereas an animal, unless you take care of the blood on purpose, does not get tameh, which is uh, learned from the Gemara. And therefore, look at the, don't look at who drinks the milk, 
look at the status of the blood or the wounds, and that's how you figure it out. Now, Rabbi Kiva didn't accept that. Amar Ahem, he told him, Machmilani Bechalav Mibidam. I'm stricter on milks and blood. Shechalev Rifuat HaMeh. Vemekiz Rifuat HaHod. And the, which means that if a person, if a person is engorged, if a, a woman is engorged and she's taking out milk, just in order to release the pressure, that that's called lirfuah tameh. It's still tameh. Vamekiz, and if you take out blood lirfuah tahor, and therefore milk is stricter than blood. So what if milk is stricter than blood? Therefore, Rabbi Kiva holds that just because the blood of the animal, when it comes out, megifta, like we said, unintentionally, is tahor, the milk that comes out unintentionally could still be, could still be tameh. So the rabbi said back to him, and from this response is where our proof to the Buddha is going to come. We'll prove it from the, from the case of baskets of grapes. He says, that the liquid that comes out of these baskets of grapes, which is, by the way, what we were talking about along, liquid, li- liquid that comes out of baskets of grapes. If you have a basket of grapes or olives, and you have wine or oil, olive oil that's coming out of them. So if you want them to come out, then the olive oil is going to be tameh. And shilohatzon, if you didn't want them to come out, you want them to stay good. Then they're tahor. And therefore you see that you see whether or not they want it is, is, is the factor. And therefore, when you have halab of an animal, right? Where you didn't want, where it didn't want to come out, it should not be considered a mashke, a liquid, and it can't make tumah. So you see that it comes out the other way. That's the, the proof of the chachami. Now, ask the gemara. My love, Now we assume from the simple reading that when we said l'ratzon that you want it, that's talking about that you. Uh, that you really want, you want it to come out. The owner says, oh, I'm happy that this stuff came out of my olives, or my grapes. Shilohatzon, and we said, it wasn't your will. The words, wasn't your will, sounds like, uh, it's not what I said, but I, I might be okay with it, it's just um, not necessarily, I don't want it. That's what we assume that the words mean, because that's what it sounds like. And if so, says the if you have grapes and olives, which is the highest level, we said it's the most squeezed. It's the highest level. And yet, if you, in a some case, we said that that's not a liquid. It's not a liquid and it can't, it can't make tumah. If you have, uh, mulberries and, and, and pomegranates. They're not made to sechita. Surely the same thing should be that Misam Shilolatzon is nothing, is not considered liquid. And if it's not considered liquid, then of course, we should say that on Shabbat, it should not be a to drink. 
If it's not a liquid, it shouldn't be that sort of drink. If it's, we're, we're drawing a parallel between the laws of Shabbat and laws of Zuma. If it's Tahor, it means it's not a liquid. So then Tahor, that, that same thing that means on Shabbat, if it got squeezed, I should be able to drink it. So therefore, it's, a, it's against what we said in the Brayta, that every day holds Sam is Asur, and here we see that Sam really should be Mutad. So says, no, not necessarily. When the Mishnah says the words, you assume that Latson meant the words it meant, which is Latson, I want it, as opposed to Shelolatson means I don't necessarily want it. No, Latson means Stama. When I said Latson means I didn't make any expression. The word Latson means I don't want either I want or I don't mind. Right? And Shelolatson, the Gali Adaita, that's when I said Shelolatson, it means I don't want. The other way. The Amarik says, he says when he, when, when he looks at the, the, he has the grapes that are sitting in the basket, and he looks at the bottom and he sees his juices. Oh, yuck, there's juice here. That's the only one that the Mishnah was talking about, and therefore, the statement in the Brayta was really good. Okay? So, you have another way to get out of the problem. Really, we'll say that the case of the Mishnah Ratzon means that I want it. And Lola Ratzon means some. But don't bring a proof from the case of the Mishnah, because the Mishnah is talking about Saleh. It's talking about Saleh, is it even in baskets? When it comes to a basket, since a basket has holes in the bottom, and you're losing the juice, it's automatically, we assume, in, the, in that case, that if it comes out on its own, it's, it's no good, because you, you're, you're about to lose it anyway. When, when it's in a basket, it has no way to retain the juice. Of course you're upset when it comes out. We assume you're upset. But when you're in a case where you have a plastic container where the juice is retained, or a clay container where the juice is retained, over there, we don't assume automatically the owner is upset. And therefore, Sam is Asur, in that case, don't make, according to the second Ibai Tema, According to this Ibaitema, there is no comparison between the two cases. According to the first Ibaitema, there's a comparison, but you misunderstood the, the Mishnah. And according to the second Ibaitema, there is no comparison at all because the cases are different. But you understood the Mishnah correctly. Now, we are now on the bottom of the Avkut Memdalat Amur Aleph, at the word Ashkechan, three lines on the bottom. So let's about Ashkechan the more of We found the Buda agrees to the to the Banan when it comes to uh olives and grapes, which is the highest level. Right? Rabanan Modile Minalan, according to the fourth opinion, everyone agrees to each other when it comes to Zatim Banavin, and they agree to each other when it comes to Shar Perot. But we're asking now. Who, where do you see Rabbanan agree by Shalperot, by other fruits, that you're, that, about the, what comes out of it? That you're, that, that you're allowed to drink what comes out of other fruits? So we'll bring a bike and that'll prove it. Says the Gemara. How do we know this? we learned in the Sochtin, you could actually squeeze. This is not talking about something that came out on its own. It's talking about deliberately squeezing. You know, squeeze. Tzigin, 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 Plums, quinces, and, sa- and, and sour apples. But you can't squeeze the In the house of this family called Menashe Bar Menachem, so they would actually squeeze the 
on weekdays. So therefore, you see, says the writer from this family, that squeezing the money is a normal thing. And that's why on Shabbat, you're not allowed to squeeze them, even though you could squeeze the Fidishim. Now the Gemara is going to analyze this brighter, which was brought as a proof to to uh, the Chachanim agreeing to Rabbi Yehuda by other fruits. Says the Gemara, Mimai de Rabbanan he Dilma Rabbi Yehuda Okay, you have a brighter that's allowing Shadpenot, but it doesn't say what it is. I'll tell you, that's not the Buddha, and the Chachamim never agree, agreed. Says the Gemara, no, we can't do that. You know why? Even if I tell you that it's the Buddha, it's still a proof that Chachamim agree. Because what were we arguing about before? We were, weren't arguing about this case of squeezing deliberately. We're arguing about a case that's, that's less than that. It came out on its own. And therefore, you only heard the Buddha talking at Mishnah about juice that came out of its own. Did you ever hear the Buddha allow the squeeze straight? He only allows it comes on its own. And at Mishnah it sounds like he would never allow squeezing straight. What are you going to say? Oh, when, when the Buddha tells you that it's, how can the Buddha allow squeezing? Well, obviously, the Buddha says that since it's Sharperot, these are not normally squeezed, then I feel like he lets you squeeze it straight. Now, once you have this Svara of the Buddha, that's something that's never squeezed, can be squeezed straight, that Svara could be applied to the Banan too. I feel like the Buddha, since these aren't squeezed fruits, that's normally squeezed, the Rabbanan could also allow the Chatzila. Shmamina Rabbanan, we could say it's Rabbanan. Shmamina, you're right. We accept that. Which means this, you're right. They're going to argue about something that came in on its own by Katimina Manim. But once you see the Buddha allows deliberately squeezing, there's no reason why the Chachamim can't also allow deliberately, deliberately squeezing. The Machlokim is only about something that came in on its own by Katimina Manim. But once you come to this idea of something that's never squeezed, the Chachamim will eat, could even allow now, not only the Buddha, but even the Chachamim could even allow deliberately squeezing sharp it up because they never squeeze and whatever comes out of it is not into the mashke. Okay. Now we're going to almost goof for something, which means we'll go back to something that was mentioned on the side in the Brighton. So, the Brighton brought a proof from the fact that this family called Menachem and Menachem would squeeze Rimonim, and therefore you see that you never allowed to squeeze the Chachila. Amar Rahman, Halacha Kishabit Menachem and Menachem. Halakha follows, that you're not allowed to squeeze pomegranates on Shabbat, even though you're allowed to squeeze uh, plums. Says the Gemara, Amale Ravala Rav Nachman, Menashe Rav Nachman Tanahu. What kind of statement is this? Halakha is like Menashe Rav Nachman. Menashe Rav Nachman is not a Tana. It's just a family that used to squeeze pomegranates to show, and, and we brought them to show that pomegranates are generally squeezed. But they're not rabbis you can say Halakha is like them. Vichy if you want to say that when we said halakha, that Reverend Nachman said halakha is like Menashe Nachman, he meant halakha is like the Tana who brought Menashe Rav Nachman as a proof. Right? Because he holds like Menashe Rav Nachman, he means halakha follows him. Which means, Menashe Rav Nachman is not the whole world. Why would we say, Halakha follows the Tana, who follows Menashe Rav Nachem. So what if one family squeezes it? We don't go with one family, we go with the whole world. 
horses in the Tanan, you see that even if one family will do a certain thing, we have to worry about it for the whole world. So if you look at this case of Klayim, you'll see the same idea. The rule is that whenever you mix two types of species, grapes and something else, the grapes will become asur because of Klayim. They have to be separate. Now, the Mishnah Klayim says, if you have a vineyard and you start uh, planting thorns, then Rabbi Omer Kidesh says you ruined the, you just ruined the grapes because you made climb out of them and now you can't eat the grapes. According to the Halim, they say that it's not climb unless you're planting something that people like to plant. But if you're planting thorns in your Vineyard. Nobody wants thorns, and therefore it's not climb, and it's fine. You're allowed to eat the grapes. Now, why are we resisting the sword? I'm going to be kidding now. My time to be resisting. In Azad, in in Arabia, people who have a lot of camels in, in Arabia seems like camels have been there for a long time. So, people since camels do eat thorns, people do raise thorns in the backyard. So therefore, Rabbi Azad holds that since people do raise thorns, if they're in your vineyard, they're a problem. So you see from there, the same thing with Rashi Baranachim, that even though only one family squeezes these mulberries, but still that's enough to make mulberry juice a problem, or, or, or two teams juice a problem. Asking my media, is that a proof? Arabia, Asra, Arabia is a country. If you have a country, of course a country that everyone does something might change the halakha and make it asur and make the, the grapes asur. But over here, by our case of rimonim, nobody, everyone just eats the rimonim, nobody squeezes them, it's just one guy, and they have a water that help. So you want to change them. When Rukhista says halakha, he meant like this. Okay, in order to explain this, we have to follow the following thing. You should know that in a mikvah, you can put as much water as you want in a kosher mikvah, and it'll never be asur. Even though water has to come in a natural way without going into a utensil, otherwise it's asur. That's only for the first 40 sa'ah. Once you've reached 40 sa'ah, you can put as much water as you want into the mikvah, and it's not going to be a problem, even if you put it with a kid. Now, Reb Chista says that, it, let's say you had, now, let's say it's less than 40 sa'ah. If you have less than 40 sa'ah in the mikvah, so as you're building the mikvah, if you pour in three lugim of water, you've ruined the mikvah. And now you have to empty the mikvah and start all over again. Now, what happens if instead of putting water in, you took, we're going to talk about a case where you have beet juice, and you squeeze the beet and you put it in the mikvah. So, says, it will ruin the mikvah because it changed the water. It changes the color. Beet juice is very red, and it will change the color of the water to red. Now, we're talking here not about adding water. We're talking here about adding a liquid. Now, when you add a liquid, it doesn't make a difference how much you put in. It can make it tamer if the liquid is making the mikvah a different color. Anytime the mikvah is a different color than clear, and it happens...
says the Gemara. If you have a beat that you squeeze and put in the mikveh, it makes the mikveh pasul. These are not squeezable items. What are you going to have to say? Beats are not normally squeezed. And therefore, if the guy made beet juice out of it, that means that since he did it, he was machshivit. He was achshivay. He made it into, for him, a serious liquid. So hachanami, when it comes to zukim, when, right? Came with the achshivay, havale mashke. Now, according to what we just said now, we're saying that any time you have a liquid that the owner squeezes because he wants the juice, you're automatically making it into a powerful item, and you're making, you you made it a sewer to squeeze juice. According to this, the Shad Perot, with the Uzdarin and the Pegain, that I mentioned on the top of this page, those should also be a sewer because once you're squeezing them, you're Achshaven. And that's, and the proof will be from the Mikveh. Because just like you see by the Mikveh, the beet juice makes it a sewer, obviously it became a liquid. So to here, it becomes a, a, a serious liquid when you want to squeeze it. Papa disagrees. Says Papa, we shouldn't have a devotion. Really, according to Papa, in the beets, it's really not a juice because since no one squeezes it, it's not a juice. And therefore, the reason why it's asur over here is because any time you, according to him, in the laws of mikveh, it doesn't need to be a liquid to ruin the the mikveh with a change of color. It could ruin the mikveh with a change of color even if you put the beat itself in, even if it's a, even if it's a solid that goes in the mikveh can make it asur. Anything you can't use to make a mikveh makes a pasul b'shinu mer'eh. Okay. Tanarata, we learn to the Mishnah. Nafal tocho, if you have a mikveh that fell into it, yayin, wine, or chomets, or vinegar, umochol, or olive water, vishinem aleyin, the changed appearance of the mikveh, poseh elamid al-asur. Says, man tana de mochel mashkehu. Who is the tana who says that water that comes off of olives is called a liquid? Because here it sounds like it's called a liquid after all. If we can ruin a mikveh, we're assuming like we did last time. That needs to be a liquid in order to make the sewer. Amarir Biakovi. The time is to be a cover. Mer, Mochel Harok Mashke. Umatam Amru Mochel Harokhilatahol. Why do they say that the olive the water of olives that comes out in the beginning of the pressing is not too much? That's because you don't want that olive water. You don't you don't want that olive water. And therefore we, that's what we're saying, that it's tahor, it can't get too much, because you don't want it. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, mochel en kamashke. He says that mochel is not a mashke, this olive water. So if it's not a, if it's not a liquid, then how can it be tameh? 
לפי שאי אפשר לא בלוט צורכי שמן. The reason why he says it's a sewer at the end is because it's impossible to have olive water without drops of oil, which is tameh. So what's going on over here is that the olive water in the beginning of the press is tahor. The olive water at the end is tameh. According to the first opinion, the Biyakov, he says really it's tameh, like we see at the end. And the beginning, the reason why it's no, the reason why it's tahor is because you don't want it. And according to Bishmon, it says really it's tahor. And the reason why the end is tameh is because uh, the end is always ends up getting mixed with olive oil, which can become tameh. Mar says, my benayim. If they all agree, what's the difference? If they all agree the beginning is is tahor and the end is tameh. If it comes after you started pressing. Right, there's water that comes out during the pressing. That's not oil, but if if the guy likes it, that's machloket. Okay. So says the Gemara. Rava Amar, Mishum Davar Davar Sheino Sim Menu Mikveh, or Pusam Mikveh Mishum Rai. Rava says no. They're not. They're not arguing about whether or not the middle type of olive water is a liquid or not. We don't care if it's a liquid or not. Even if it's not a liquid, they're both agreeing it's not a liquid. And the reason why it's for sale, the machloket, is whether or not you can ruin a mikvah with something that you can't make a mikvah the chakilah, like we just said before. Okay. Amr Abiyuda, Amr Shmuel. So chet adam eshkol shel anavim v'tochah kedera. Person could squeeze, we're talking now about new heterim of squeezing. Now, the hardest thing in squeezing, we said, was olives and grapes. That's the most asur. And they'll be saying over here, Sochet Adam Eshkol Shel Anavim Gedera. A person can squeeze grapes into a kedera. If you have a pot of food, a kedera is a pot that's full of food. If you have a pot that's full of food, you're allowed to squeeze grapes into it on Shabbat. Why? Because it's going directly into the food. And that's what's okay, as opposed to going into an empty container. Avalotok Kedera, but you can't put into a bowl. The bowl that was we're assuming was empty. Amar Abchista, Medivere Rabbeinu Nilmad, from Rabbeinu will learn, Cholev Adam Ez L'Tocha Kedera, Avalo L'Tocha Kedera, if a person wants to milk a goat, you could milk a goat into a pot that you want to make. A person, let's say, is uh, making a pot of food, or he has a pot of, of, cooled off oatmeal and he wants to put some milk into it, he could take the pot of oatmeal and squeeze and put the milk into it. And, sorry, milk the, the goat directly into it, even on Shabbat, because it's going directly into the pot. I will also carry up but not into a bowl that's empty. We see from here that he holds that mashke, uh, liquid, haba, that goes into food. It's like food. And therefore, in this case, when you squeeze the grapes into the pot, <coughs> since the liquid in the grape was considered a food, and the liquid in the, and, and, and the pot, what's the, the stuff in the pot is considered food, and it goes from food to food, therefore, we see 
that it consider, it's still considered a food and you didn't do sechita. The general sechita is when you you take the liquid out of the grape. You had a grape which was a food and you got a liquid out of the out of the grape. But over here, since it's going into a pot, we're talking we're, we're calling it food to food, and you never did liquid from food, and that's why it's mutar. Mativ Rami Bacham Rami Bacham asked the question to Shmuel. Zav shecholev ta'ez hachalev tameh. We know that if you have a zav, a guy who's tameh because something came out of him, and he's the one who's milking the goat, it becomes tameh. Now, the amashki habal ochlin ochl who might kashat, right? How could it become? It never, it never became, it never became a, a, a liquid. The rule is that liquids have to become tamay. Only liquids can become tamay. Now, over here, if we assume that the milk the reason why it became Tamer is because there's always, uh, there's always at the edge of the udder of the cow, of the goat. There's a drop of milk that's coming out. And just like by a woman, we... There was a statement by Rabbi Yochanan that also that the, the the breast milk at the tip of her at the tip of her breast might make it might make it tame because there's always a, a drop of milk over there that that milk is that that drop of milk is actually not going into a pot so it's not it, it so it is a liquid that makes the rest of it susceptible to tumah so too when it comes to the goat. Even though it's going into a pot, it could still, it could still be, even though, by the way, in the Zav case, we didn't say it's going to a pot, but we assume it's talking about all cases. But even though it's going to a pot, since there's a drop at the edge, which is not going into the pot, it was going to stay there, that is a liquid, that makes the rest of it Tameh, and that's how the Zav makes the Tameh. Mati Ravina, Ravina has a question, what do you mean? It says, Tamehmet, Shesachat, Zetim, Ra'anavim. If you have a guy who is Tameh Met, and he squeezes Zetim Ba'anavim, Kibetzah Mechuvenet, if it's exactly the size of an egg, then Tahor, it's Tahor. Hayotagimzah, if it's bigger than an egg, Tameh, must be Tameh. Now, obviously we're talking about all types of cases. V'yamit mashkehabal ochel ochel, ma'it kashad, how can it get Tameh even if it's going into a pot? We assume that, that when we're saying that it's Tameh, it means even if it's going into a pot. So therefore, how can it, again we have the same question, if it's going into a pot, it's really a food, and it can't get Tameh. Ravina asked the question, but he answered himself, we have to explain this right, that it's only talking about going into a, a it, when you squeeze it into a bowl, which has, which is empty, and not into a pot, which is full. We're going to end over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. We're ending right by Amar Rav Yirmiya, four lines down on Kuth Memhe Amurav.